Hey everybody, welcome to MindRise. I am your host, Ian Philo. This podcast is designed to help find solutions to everyday mental blocks. Its goal is to provide you with the tools to rise and break through your own barriers. In the game of life, we can be our own worst enemies. I created this podcast in response to my own battles with my mind. Instead of sinking further down, join me to commit to a more positive perception of ourselves and those around us. Hello everybody, this is Ian. Welcome to the Mind Rise podcast. I am super excited for another episode to share with you guys. This week's episode, we will be talking about some tips and ways to stay creative. Now, I'm sure a lot of you had had ample amounts of free time if you currently aren't working because of all this stuff going on with the virus. And even if you are still working, um, me being an artist, there were times where I found it difficult to sort of initiate that spark, initiate that sense or need to want to constantly create or channel my inner creativity. And I actually am doing this podcast in in, uh, in response to an article that I read from the Huffington Post. It actually gives 21 ways to be and stay creative. And I won't be going through every single way. I'm not going to go all the way to 21, but there were definitely a few that stood out to me and that I kind of want to speak to and elaborate on. And in this particular um, podcast, I am going to be channeling a lot of my uh, discussion from my own experience for my creativity. I am a visual artist and I do a lot of drawing, sketching, painting. And um, with that in mind, in order to get better at something like that and basically in order to get better at anything really you have to stay consistent and you have to stay motivated and what I found is that it's difficult to keep that up when you're working full-time I'm doing a lot of overtime at my job and sometimes you just get burnt out and by the time you get home from work you're like I have no time to do anything I just want to go to bed I'm so exhausted and I'm sure we've all been there sure we've all been there I'm sure we've all experienced that it's not fun it makes you feel like you're getting further behind than ahead and honestly um, it makes you feel like you're losing control and there's a definite lack of control in your life now speaking on some of these ways to to be and stay creative um, number one which is something that I still have actually on my desk um, and I've spoken about an earlier podcast um, it says use sticky notes now I have these sticky notes on my desk basically um, Delaney made them for me they're kind of outlined things that I'd like to accomplish each and every day and when I get to my computer desk and I have to read them every time I get to them because they're in, in my line of sight it's sort of like a reminder and if I haven't done them that day, it sort of challenges me like, come on, dude, you gotta, you gotta get to work. You gotta, you gotta face the facts. And it's nice to have those written words on post-it notes sort of confronting you every single day in a place that you usually visit or usually see. Um, it's, it's important to record a single thought so you can rearrange it into an idea that fits your project. If you are using sticky notes for projects, 
and I'm using them particularly for goals. So right now I have workout three times a week, um, to read scripture once a day, um, do push 50 push-ups every night. Some I've actually not been too great on that. Some nights I do like a couple hundred and then I stop doing it for a couple days, but that has definitely confronted me with the challenge. Um, daily sketch, I've been a little behind on that. I've been kind of dabbling in more larger works and paintings. Um, and the last one is just um, really instilling positive thought and language into how I view myself. So those are like the few of the sticky notes that I have on my desk. And I think they help me stay creative because like I said earlier they sort of confront me with the challenge if I haven't already attempted to do that in that specific time period and they give me that push that I definitely need all right um another one that I thought was definitely helpful a lot of the times if I'm working on a large project I'm actually working on a painting right now it's a lot more fluid and abstract, different than a lot of the stuff I'm used to doing. So the progress is kind of hard to measure. It's one of those paintings where if I really wanted to be done with it in a day, I could be because it's not a hyper-realistic painting. It's sort of more out there and just sort of based on what I'm feeling. And what I found, pieces like this or more detailed ones, is that when I get moving, when I go exercise, when I do some push-ups or pull-ups or get my blood flowing, sometimes I have to step away from what I'm doing and exercise. And then once I get my blood pumping and revisit the piece, I definitely get a new perspective and I get my creative juices flowing and I'm able to view it in a different sort of light than I was before. And all of you people listening to this podcast who are creatives and who have created things in the past and currently, everyone knows we get burned out. Everyone knows we get burned out of looking at a piece. We kind of hit this plateau. So I definitely think that exercise and being consistent about moving when you feel a dry spell in your creativity is imperative because if you can't do that, you just keep on sitting around and you're not doing any you're not doing any good for the piece you're working on if you're not bringing your best to the game if you're not bringing your absolute 110 percent to the drawing board um yeah another one that i thought was helpful from the article try to finish pieces um i know there's also this is also something i can relate with a lot of creatives out there and creative people, whether it's drafts, whether it's writing, whether it's artwork, designs, um, you can tend to feel really overwhelmed and weighed down and depressed and have a lot of anxiety if you have a lot of unfinished pieces. You sort of get this feeling of liberation and confidence when you finish a piece and if you have a lot of unfinished pieces around you you really can't think clearly because then you can honestly start to get into the narrative of thinking that 
oh, like, I'm not good enough to finish a piece. Like, I can't do this. Look at all the countless pieces that I've just abandoned and let collect dust in my closet. Um, I definitely think it's important to go all in and finish a piece all the way through. So that, I found, was actually really, really good advice from from what I was reading through because especially if you create stuff for a living or just for fun, if you never finish something 100%, you're going to start to feed yourself lies about how much you're worth as a creative person and how much you're worth as an individual. Right. Another one that I thought was um, definitely helpful, get order in your office space, home, or studio. And just like many other things, um, a clean space will conjure up your creativity. Everything speaks to you, so clear the distractions of clutter so you can honestly have a more clear-headed mind and clear space to, to be inspired and not of all the messes that you need to pick up and not of things that are draining you. Um, when you're working in a, in a relatively clean environment, I do find that that helps thwart progress and that helps you stay motivated because then, then you're not, again, you're not feeding a false narrative of, oh, I have this mess to pick up when I'm done, or I still didn't do this, still didn't do that. Basically, you want to be all in when you're working in distraction-free. <clears throat> Um, experiment. That was another thing. I'm actually doing that right now with this particular painting, landscape painting that I'm working on. It's okay to experiment and try something new. The one that I recently finished in my living room, I honestly never thought or envisioned myself doing landscape paintings. It was just weird. It's out of my comfort zone and it just was totally, totally not what I was used to. But, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's definitely a good thing to get out of your comfort zone and intentionally try things that you necessarily wouldn't experiment with in the past. Um, sometimes you just got to listen to your gut and go for what you haven't done before. Your best work can spring up out of stuff that you never even thought was good in the first place. I actually had a lot of people respond positively, positively to my landscape stuff and stuff that I didn't even think I would be doing um, because I just, just never spoke to me like it has now. So that definitely helps. Another tip that's very, I thought was obvious, is surround yourself with creative people, whether it's through your internet connections, people you know in real life. Creative energy definitely flows off of other people, and the atmosphere can produce a conducive environment for fantastic ideas. When I'm hanging out with my friends from college, or even my uh, my friend who's a DJ, just the way we're able to bounce ideas off each other and really generate a positive flow of creativity and encourage each other, that is that's the end game. I mean, really, if you want to grow as an artist, one of the most important things is surrounding yourself with creative people and people that value your work and aren't just feeding you empty compliments or, or critiques that have no purpose other than to tear you down. I think you definitely also want to be aware of your competition at the same time because in a way sometimes competition can improve you and uh, force you to get better but you have to 
definitely balance that in such a way that you're not going overboard with how much you think you suck and how much you think they're better. You have to take other people's skill and efforts and value with a grain of salt. Um, and then lastly, one other thing that I have done in the past, I do have a, a few Pinterest boards or image boards that I'll compile or create when I'm working on a painting or um, a specific portrait drawing or a movie poster. I do source a lot of different information and I do um, compile a lot of images. And this is a little bit of a little bit of a segue but for any of you people or for any of you guys out there that do create a lot of designs or art um, it's okay to use references I mean honestly if you're not using references um, I don't really know what you're doing because I I mean like you might be just really skilled and that's awesome but I know I definitely always need a lot of references to get me in the right direction of what I'm trying to create or what I'm inspired by to the point where I'll print it out on a few pieces of paper and, and have it in front of me constantly. Um, in the past, if I wasn't sure how to draw a certain angle of, of the hand or, or if I had to pose for a certain project in front of my camera and use that as a reference to, to get the right foreshortening of, an ang uh, of, a, of a limb or something, there's always stuff that you want to use to your advantage when you're creating art and design. You never want to just go all into it um, commando style and not have anything backing you when it comes to references or source material. So I think also in a way that is a way to, to be and stay creative when you are constantly indulging in reference material and other people's work and like oh they did it that way or oh yeah it's really cool how they use that composition to to bring the character and highlight um the specific features or it's really cool how they use that certain color scheme to to accent um the main subject matter in the piece there's always stuff that we can intake on a daily basis especially in this crazy internet highway that we all live in that we're we have access to information images and content at in nanoseconds so compiling references and, and always looking at other things in other people's work i think that's definitely um, one of the ways that i stay creative and get inspired again there is that middle ground that you want to be aware of you can't and it's happened to me in the past you can't indulge so much information that you just feel overwhelmed and you're putting yourself down. Like, oh, there's so much better. There's so much more talented. I'm never going to get to that level. And this is speaking to me, too. You got to look at it with the grain of salt. You got to look at it as pure inspiration material for generating your own work and content and not let it consume you to the point where you don't start anything in the first place. And most of the times when you start a piece, once you get about I say 30 to 40% to into it, you do generally get hooked and inspired and want to finish it and want to complete it. A lot of times when I start pieces, it's all I think about is finishing it and completing it. And that generally really helps um, generate and keep my passion alive. Um, but 
that's what I got for tips on how to be and stay creative. Hope you guys liked the podcast episode. If you have any other tips or anything you would like to address, please message me at Philo Arts. I had an honor recording this podcast. I'll see you guys next week and go out and enjoy the beautiful day today. See ya.